if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say, this was a What your country can do for you, and what you can do for modern progress, contrived to maintain such a grinning measure of romance When we understand how the universe began, that will give us a clue as to why it began the way it did. And a feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country, whether they be white or whether they be white. been given a bad grade. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kids in History. First off, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, And please, if you do enjoy this podcast, you want to hear more, leave us a review on wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, Then also, you could follow us on all social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Um, you could just search Kids in History, or you just go to each or any one of our episodes profiles, and there's links there. And then also, if you have any suggestions of any Kids in History that you want us to cover, please send us an email to kidsinhistory1 at gmail.com. It's all one word, kidsinhistory1 at gmail.com. All right, with that said and done... Bryce, do you want to introduce the kid that we are going to be discussing today? Um, today we're talking about Joe Nuxhall, the youngest baseball player to ever play for, what What did he play on, the Cincinnati Reds? He did play for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, yes, Joe Nuxhall was 15 years old when he took the field, um, which marked him as the youngest, to this day, the youngest player ever to play baseball professionally. Joe Nuxhall was born July 30th, 1928. And then he made his now famous debut um, for the Cincinnati Reds on June 10th, 1944. What was going on during that time? World War II. Yes, World War II was going on. And that plays. that's basically the reason why yeah. a young Joe Nuxall found himself playing baseball. There's probably never going to be anyone who plays that young again because there's not drafts anymore. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> but if we back up a bit... Um, Joe Nuxhall, even though, yes, he was the reason why he uh, played baseball or started um, professional at the age of 15 was because the war was going on and there was a shortage of players, but he was a highly recruited player yeah. um, at his high school. Um, actually, the Cincinnati Reds were looking at him when he was only 14 years old. And I say looking at him, but actually... They were looking at his dad. Yes, they wanted to recruit his dad. And do you know why his dad turned down the offer? Because he had five other kids. Yeah, he was like, hey, I'm a responsible adult. I don't got time to go play games. I don't want to lose my job. I think he was working at like the Ford factory or something. General Motors. <laughs> yeah, he was working at General Motors. Um, and, and basically, he, 
he kind of became an agent for his son. He was like, hey, take a look at my son. He's an excellent pitcher. Um, and the Cincinnati Reds did. And then um, on June 10th, 1944, he was called up to the majors. And when he did get caught up, he was surprised. Um, he didn't think that he was going to see any playing time. But by the ninth inning, uh, the Reds were down 13-0. to um, And so the manager at the time, I guess he thought there was nothing to lose. And he was like, <laughs> you know, let's give this kid a shot. He had Nuxall go in to pitch. And Nuxall ended up going two-thirds of the ninth inning where he, I believe he got the first batter that he faced out. But yeah. then after that, he ended up getting uh, giving up five walks and then two runs. And then he had like a, which ultimately allowed five runs to come in. And he also did like a wild pitch. Yeah. And so they took him out. <laughs> and the Reds end up losing uh, that game to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals 18 to zero. But yeah, so it was an exciting time for him. Um, unfortunately, he was sent back down to the minors Yeah. Um, after that. But let's talk a little bit about what was going on in baseball at the time and which caused not only the youngest players, but also the oldest players to be uh, playing in uh, baseball at that time. You got any uh, insight on that, Bryce? Since World War II was starting, America was like in full... Um, war readiness, trying to get as many people as they could to send to Germany and Japan to fight the Axis powers. So most of the young adults were sent to like to the Germans and Japanese to fight them. Um, so that only left old people and young people to play for Major League Baseball. Yeah, and um, a lot of people actually thought baseball shouldn't be played at all. Yeah, they're saying that baseball that there's the the young healthy men in baseball at the time they could have been used for the war efforts. But I believe the ruling head of the baseball at the time was Kensaw Mountain Landis. He wanted to keep baseball going, obviously because of money reasons. Um, so he made an appeal to President Roosevelt, and Roosevelt also knew the importance of baseball. What, what do you think that that, that was? Um, probably to like keep morale high for the Americans. Yes, he wanted to keep morale high during the, the wartime. And it's been proven, you know, if people are happy, they're going to be more productive. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you could say America can't live without their major leagues. Yep, or being entertained. Um, so yeah, so uh, Roosevelt was all for continuing baseball. Um, he sent a, a letter, which is famously called the Green Light Letter. Um, and in that letter, Roosevelt said, I honestly feel that it would be best for the country to keep baseball going and added that he would like to see more night games so that the hardworking people could attend the night games. Because oh. in the daytime, they're in factories, you yeah. know, um, making uh, weapons and, and supplies weapons. Yeah. for all the allies. But again, there was that gr large group of people that did not want to see baseball played. But they did a survey of military servicemen, and it majority of them wanted baseball to continue. Um, why do you think the servicemen, like overseas, still wanted baseball to be, to be played? Probably um, so that when they got back from the war, they wouldn't they would be able to see baseball again. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But I think the other thing is so they might when, they got they got to like get more mail about maybe. 
um, the teams winning and stuff may have kept their morale higher. Yeah, so they get to remember, like, it's something about, you know, a lot of them followed baseball when they were younger, most likely. And, yeah. And especially back then, you know, baseball's America. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, for them being homesick, being away from America, fighting overseas, being able to read about baseball, you know, it, it helped them remember how it was and, you know, it comfort them. Yeah. Um, so majority of servicemen wanted baseball continued. So with that saying, it doesn't mean baseball players didn't join the war effort. Yeah. In fact, over uh, 500 pro baseball players at the time um, were either drafted or enlisted. Um, some of the main enlisted players, um, just to name a few, were Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, um, and Lef- Lefty Grove. Um, and over 4,000 minor league players um, were uh, either drafted or enlisted. But that caused a need for players yeah. in baseball. And so what they did was, you know, the, the famous movie League of Their Own with uh, Tom Hanks, where about the women's um, league, um, they created that to also supplement for some of the the, uh, the missing of baseball. Um, so it was an all women's league. But then also they kept the men's league in, uh, kept on playing, but they had to bring on a lot of old retired yeah. players that um, they were either too old to join the war efforts or just get them back onto the field. And then they also brought up a lot of younger recruits um, that were either that were younger than 18. They couldn't be drafted. I'm pretty sure some boring few baseball years. Probably. But you know what? It was baseball and it was entertainment at the time. Yeah. I think a lot of people enjoyed the fact they could spend a few hours a day um, listening on the radio or going to a game and not having to think about the war. Yeah, just feeling like there wasn't anything really bad happening at the time. Yeah, and a side note, uh, or a fun fact, um, just how a lot of industries at the time were um, helping out the war efforts by changing the way they manufactured the goods, Hillrich and uh, Bradsby, um, Bradsby, sorry, um, the makers of the famous Louisville Slugger at the time, the baseball bats at the time, they turned their wood-turning skills to producing uh, st- uh, the stocks for the M1 carbine rifles um, instead of making baseball bats at the time. Jeez. Fun fact for all you people out there. So, okay, going back to uh, Joe Nuxhall, after his debut on June 10th, 1944, he went back down to the minors. Um, actually, I think he went back to high school, um, and he... But later, he came back to baseball, and he rejoined the Cincinnati Reds in 1952 um, when he was 23 years old. And he pitched for them for, I believe it was eight seasons. And after that, he requested a trade to the Kansas City Athletics at the time. Um, And he only played for them for about a year. And then from there, he went on to play for um, the Baltimore Orioles. And he only played for them for another year, I think. Um, and then guess who signed him? Your favorite team. The Angels. The Angels. The Los Angeles Angels signed signed him up. And do you know how long he played for them? A year. No, five games. <laughs> <laughs> he played for them even less. <laughs> so he played for the Angels for only five games. And he rounded up playing for the San Diego Padres. And then he played for them for a while, and then he was, then he finished out his career back with the Reds, where he actually had um, some of his best games, um, and um, he ended in a total of fifteen seasons, 
um, that he played, and he ended his career with a record of 135 wins and 117 losses, which gave him an earn run average of a 3.9. So you think, oh, cool. You know, he, you know, he, he had a great career. He was the youngest, still is the youngest person to ever play a professional baseball. Yeah. He had a long career, 15 season. That's long for any yeah. major league sport, but it didn't end there. Um, he is mo- most famous um, for being the Reds radio uh, broadcaster. Um, and he was a, the Reds uh, radio broadcaster from 1967 all the way to 2004. Jeez. By being a broadcaster, he kind of became the voice, um, the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's where he's no- known for. Yeah. And Most people probably don't know he's the youngest player ever. Yeah. and But even though when he was broadcasting, uh, because he enjoyed playing baseball so much he used to go down um before the game and he used to help uh pitch during their um their batter warm-up he'll he'll pitch to the players but in 2003 they placed a statue of him outside of red stadium a red stadium known as the great american ballpark so he led an amazing career um, amazing legacy and He's not in the uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but he is in the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. So the one thing that makes Joe Nuxhall um, stand out for me is he was a, a part of baseball at that crucial time. And I know you said there must have been some boring games, which I'm sure there was. Yeah. You know, um, but it was a time in America's need during World War II. Yeah. Where people needed something. To just cheer them up. Yeah, to cheer them up. Um, A lot of families were torn apart, their sons, their husbands, um, even their daughters, um, mothers were killed during World War II. And baseball was that one shiny light that they could know that was consistent. Every day, they could turn on the radio, they could go to the ballpark, um, they could listen to a game. And Joe Knox Hall was part of that. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It was a nice, easy uh, episode. Yeah. Do you got anything you want to add? No, I'm good. All right. Well, I just want again want to thank everyone for um, listening. We're kind of doing a baseball theme. Our next one is also going to be uh, baseball related. Yeah. Um, we're doing this during the the All Star games. So yeah, um, stay tuned for our next episode. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it for you guys, but it is gonna be baseball themed again. But just want to thank everyone for listening. Bye. Casey was baseball mad, had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown through every zoo. Katie Blue, on a Saturday, her young foe called to see if she'd like to go to see a show. But Miss Kate said no, I'll tell you what you can do. Take me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Katie Casey saw all the games, knew the players by their first names, told the umpire he was wrong all along. Good answer.
When the score was just two to two, Casey, Casey knew what to do. Just to cheer up the boys he knew, he made the gang sing this song. Take me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old.